Owning an investment property can be challenging, but it doesn't have to be. At Heritage Realty Property Management, they handle the challenges for you, ensure it's rented, maintained, and gets the highest return possible, while you just collect the check. With over 50 years experience, you can trust Heritage Realty to provide the property care you want and rental knowledge you need. Visit HeritageRealtyKnox.com to connect with the team more landlords trust. Heritage Realty. We treat your property as if it were our own. This is No Huddle on 99.1 The Sports Animal. Over 30 straight minutes of continuous talk in sports. Powered by PrintFX. Let PrintFX be your new partner in print. And in West Knoxville, we know it's Rivalry Thursday. And in West Knoxville, we know it's Hide and See. And in West Knoxville, that's where you can find Tyler and Will. What's up, Ivan's West? We are inside the Parkside showroom of Ted Russell Ford Lincoln, Will West, People keep texting. Where are your tickets? We want tickets. I need tickets for UTSA. It's sold out. Will West, another edition of Hide and See. Find the QR code here inside the showroom. If you find us, scan the QR code. Either him or I, Will or myself, Tyler, we're going to be calling you tomorrow. And, Will, guess what? With these whole digital tickets thing now, it can be as simple as placing a phone call and sending you your tickets. Vols and runners can be heard right here on the Sports Animal. But, heck, Tyler and Will, we can put you in-house at Neyland Stadium. That's right. Inside the showroom where we are right now at Ted Russell Ford Parkside Drive location, there is a poster with our dopey mugs on it. You will see a QR code that is unique to this game. So if you use the old one, you are not actually getting signed up for the uh, game. Stop by here, scan the QR code. You're all, you'll get registered to uh, win the tickets to see Tennessee versus UTSA sold-out game coming up this Saturday. It is on a big poster. You cannot miss it if you look for it. Stop by and see us here, Ted Russell Ford, Parkside Drive. Let me ask you something, Ivans. Let yeah. me talk to you. Uh, yeah. What does Tennessee need to accomplish against UTSA? What what do you need to see out of them? What do you want to see from this game? What has to happen? Maybe not even to quiet the fan base, but to feel like things are getting back where they need to be for Tennessee football after that disappointing Florida loss. Score early, score often. Guys, I can't keep going back to the trends. Guys, I can't keep going back to what we're seeing. Guys, I can't keep going back and telling you right now the problems that we are seeing under certain personnel and certain packages. I mean, look, you knew as soon as that ball kicked off and you ran through the tee, Will, that you're going to have to start counting. You're going to have to start doing push-ups if you're on the sideline. You've got to start cheering. You knew the fireworks and the light bulbs were going to have to be replaced at Neyland Stadium. Let's get back to that. I've already brought the stat once a day. I will do it for a final time. Five starts for Joe Milton since he took over with Hendon Hooker's injury. Reverse order. They scored seven first-quarter points against Florida, three first-quarter points against Austin P. seven first-quarter points against Virginia, seven against, Virginia, uh, against Clemson in the Orange Bowl, and then they had 14 in the Vanderbilt win that rainy Saturday night. One out of five starts, you put up multiple touchdowns. Need that to hit refresh against UTSA. I don't care how the rest of the game plays out, but I got to know they're going in the right direction early, out of the gate, put it on the scoreboard. I want to hear Rocky Top with still double-digit clock still in the first quarter. Yeah, look, I I just think just go beat them down like you're paying them to come take this butt whooping. Okay, go, that's de- go destroy them. And, and I don't care how you get there. I don't care. Like, you, you need to look efficient. needs to look like you know what you're doing, and you need to be able to dictate as opposed to having to react. Um uh, if you can't block against UTSA this weekend, 
Man, that's problematic. Mm-hmm. I, I would just say I expect Tennessee to look better. How much better? I don't know. But you need to drop a 50-piece on somebody. You need to be able to 52-13, 52-17 at worst. It needs to be like that. And you need to be able to dictate terms in this. And if their defense was to put five in the box, you need to shove it down their throat until they bring other guys up. And when they bring the other guys up, if they're going to play soft coverage, hit him with the short stuff and beat him on the ground. And until they play tight and then beat him over the top. That's, that, that's what Tennessee does. That's what Heupel does. Pressure him to the outside, run the football up the middle. And I, Tennessee needs to be able to do those things effectively because two games in a row you've been beaten up front for the most part, and that needs to not happen. Your quarterback receivers need to be on the same page. You need to have, be able to get this passing game going, and I think the running game is the thing that gets the passing game going. Riley Thomas, I feel like we got to make a seat for you, brother. Come on in. I say feel like. You're the one who's got feet in the facility every day. Tell us. We should be listening to you. What is it you got to see from Tennessee to feel like that the temperature checking, the pulse checking, that it was well worth it this week talking to the fan base? Quit shooting yourself in the foot. As simple as that. Uh, I mean, you you get in first and 15, your whole offense is out of rhythm. Because when you run a play, you get a you get, say you get a run play, get five, six yards, you're in second and nine, not where they want to be in second and four, second and three. When they get into that range of the second downs, those short second downs instead of second and medium or second and long, the flow of the game works better in Tennessee's favor. You can get what you want to run offensively, running plays, play action. Quit shooting yourself in the foot with those pre-snap penalties. Get it right. Communication. This is the game to do it. We thought Austin P was the game to do it. We were wrong. Now let's do it again. This is a redo. Do it right this time. Get ready for South Carolina in the right way. Quit doing those pre-snap penalties. I would agree with that. I mean, I, I look that will go a long way to helping. Kevin Simon earlier in the program said clean up the little things. Yeah, if you no, you're right, but Riley's right because you can look that that alone ain't going to fix your offensive line. But the, if you do, if you fix your offensive line and don't fix those things up, you can still get beat at home to South Carolina. Oh yeah, you can. And what should be that's, the ultimate payback game? So it's so I'll agree with Riley that that needs to happen as well. I just I want you to look efficient. If you get nine penalties but you drop fifty, I'll be like, man, you got to clean that up. But I I need, I need this offense to look like a Josh Heibel offense, and it starts up front. I know that's a, that's a platitude that sports talk radio hosts say, where they don't don't know what to say. But in this case with Tennessee, that absolutely is the case. Kevin Simon brought up a really good point about. Hey, what's the next adjustment for Tennessee? Because it's not like you're just going to sit there and be like, oh, well, tackles can't block. What is the next adjustment for Tennessee? And, and two years ago, if you remember, they kept Princeton, Princeton Fant in as an H-back to help out their tackle. Yes. we. And that's why when we were talking about tight ends this year, that was the one thing. And it was like, okay, that's great that Princeton Fant put it together late in his career. But I forgot about the aspect of what it was more than just pass catching. Being able to find somebody who could duplicate some of the small, finite things Tennessee did last year. You are highlighting Princeton fans spot on. Can I add one final thing? And maybe the simple answer is, Ivan's. that's lazy. Everybody wants that. Can we not just simply say, what do you want to see out of UTSA? How about 63 actually taking snaps? How about 63 being the one snapping the ball? Can I not just say, uh, talk to me when Cooper Mays is under, uh, Cooper Mays is uh, the one that's well, hovering well, around the football? We don't know how that's gonna, how long that's going to be, so no. You know what I mean? Like, that's the – not to just deuce all over your question, but – that that may be next week. Pull your this pants week. Up. It may be the week after. I just 
I, I don't think it's just as simple as Cooper comes back and then everything's fixed. Cause it's well, not I don't ju- think everything's fixed, but, Will, we don't have to – but at the same time, well, I think the offensive line vastly improves, it, and that seems to me to be the starting point. I don't know that I believe it vastly improves. I think it somewhat improves. And I think it will improve because then you bump all your guard, and I think, I think it improves. But I don't think that it vastly improves because you still got problems to tackle and you still have to – Again, if your your kids eating school lunches and there's not enough for nutrition in school lunches, you hand them a Flintstone vitamin, right? How are you going to supplement the fact that your tackles are struggling right now, especially with Gerald Mincy having his issues off the field? Let's take a look outside of traffic. Parkside Drive on this busy Thursday evening in West Knoxville. Tyler and Will Afternoons, no huddle continues. What companies would you want to work for? Just Capital is a nonprofit that tracks which companies are a force for good. Companies like Bank of America, which just earned the prestigious Just Capital 2024 seal. Bank of America is ranked number one in the banking industry and number one for their ongoing commitment to workers, offering best-in-class benefits, including a minimum wage of $25 an hour by 2025. Visit JustCapital.com to learn how a just business is a better business. Furnished by Just Capital. Are you ready for hard-hitting observations? She is the least credible person I may have ever seen on camera. The Ben Shapiro Show brings you all the news you need to know in America today. Guys, not everything is 40 chess. Why can't we just laugh? Ben breaks down the culture and never gives an inch. We all know I'm the number one rapper in the world thanks to Facts by Tom McDonald. The Ben Shapiro Show on YouTube or wherever you listen. All right, so one of the reasons, Ivan's at the beginning of the season was that I picked Tennessee to go 10-2, and two, and I said, well, I don't, it's because of Tennessee's opponents as much as it is Tennessee. I don't think Kentucky is going to be a bad matchup as long as Hypo's offense is doing what it's supposed to do. Right. Because um, they're wanting to ball control and yada, 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 and good luck. You know, the 1980s football. Uh, I know Florida was able to keep Tennessee off the field. If Hypo's offense is doing what it's supposed to do, it's not going to matter. Um but, look, you just lost a game to Florida who's down and bad. I don't think Florida's better than we thought they were. I think Florida sucks. And I think Tennessee is going to look back at that. If they can get it together this year, they're going to look back at that loss. Either Tennessee's really bad or you're going to look back at that loss and say, woof. You know how people look at the South Carolina loss last year? Yeah, That's yeah. going to be the receipt Well, they at least year. beat Clemson. I don't think there's another big win coming for Florida this year, most likely. Um, right, right now, Florida scored 89 points on the season. Um, that that to me is a Tennessee issue. There. Yeah, they do. South Carolina, even worse to start than I thought. South Carolina is the lowest scoring team in the SEC, and they have given up the second most points in the SEC as well. The only team that's given up more points played an extra game. So that is that is Vanderbilt. Hello, Vandy. Yeah. So uh, they are struggling right now. Kentucky. We mentioned I've mentioned it a few times, and right now, look, if they played this week, I'd pick Kentucky to win because you have to. Uh, Kentucky beat down Ball State. It was 28-17. to They beat Eastern Kentucky. They beat Akron 35-3. to They go to Vanderbilt this week. So we'll see what happens there. Alabama. I thought at the beginning of the season nobody beats Bama and Tuscaloosa, but Texas just did. And they have problems. Do you know who the – Don't look now. Old Miss is only a six-and-a-half-point dog this yeah. weekend in Tuscaloosa. Yep. Do you know who the, uh, the second lowest-scoring team in the SEC West is right now, only behind Mississippi State, who you know just what? got beat 41-14? to 14. I'm going to take a shot in the dark right here. Is it Auburn? It's Alabama. 
Oh, wow. It's Alabama. Oh, and wow. and Alabama of their three games has played two cupcakes. You played MTSU, you played South Florida. You had to score a touchdown. It was it was 10 to 3 and you scored a touchdown with 33 seconds left in the game to to win 17 to 3. Jalen Milrow, you you hired a bad coordinator. And it's paying – like, I thought it would burn them, but I didn't think it would burn them this fast. I think you'd have a year of your offensive line is going to be good enough to cover up for it. i got to ask you who you're even specifying because you could make a comment about both Kevin Steele and Tommy Reese being an abysmal hire. Offensive, offensive coordinator I know first. Going, I know you're going OC on this, but I yeah. think Kevin Steele deserves some blame too. Yeah, look, you know, he's, he's not been great. Uh, I, will, I will agree with you there. And there were multiple times – there were two times in field goal range. South Florida got into field goal range, went for it on fourth down. And it gets goalish, and that's what Heupel and them do a lot. But you ended up going two for six in, on fourth downs that you went for, and that was the difference in your ability to make the game. South Florida's not good. You said it this week quickly. You said if, the, if, if, if this is Alex Golish not implementing what he wants to do in the future, you dang near probably are scared until the last minutes of the fourth quarter because yep. he probably has gone for it, and he might probably be tied with you if not beating you in overtime. I know we don't want to play the transitive property game, but – I want to do it. Western Kentucky beat – South Florida worse than Alabama did. I'm not saying Alabama's worth is worse than Western Kentucky. I'm just saying these yeah, that's the level of struggle that they're dealing with right now in Tuscaloosa. Can I keep following the property sure. game? I bet you Alabama wish they had Austin Reed under center like Western Kentucky does. Yeah, probably so. I don't, I don't think I'm, that's a stretch by any means. No, it's it's not. So so what you're looking at is down the stretch. Missouri has played better. Missouri's three and zero right now. They need to get a little bit more respect, man. That was a hell of a win against K State. That was a very nice win. Now the problem is they only beat MTSU by four. And then there's that. Yeah. So and you beat South Dakota thirty-five to ten. So you had your own Austin P situation with South Dakota in that game. Um, with Missouri. so But if you look at right now Tennessee's future opponents, Georgia has even stumbled out of the gate. They beat South Carolina 24-14. to 14. They, they, they had to they, – they handled their business against Ball State, but right. remember it's 7 to nothing deep in the second quarter right. against Martin. So, and Georgia will figure it out. They will. Um, they're just going to go ultra-conservative, and so if Tennessee is firing all cylinders, that Georgia game is absolutely not off the table. But if you would – and then A&M. A&M, we saw them take that L to Miami. The defensive side of the football is problematic. They beat New Mexico 52-10, lost to Miami 48-33, beat uh, Monroe 47-3. Was that just a one-off pants pooping? Or is, or is A&M going to struggle? I also think we're now getting into the meat of the schedule, Auburn, Arkansas, Bama, before you play Tennessee. If there's not a problem between Bobby Petrino and Jimbo Fisher by the time we get to the Tennessee game, I will be the most shocked man in Knoxville. I'll tell you that. So between those two specific individuals, or is it going to be Jimbo Fisher who's got a problem now as D.C.? Go back. What's the final score of that Miami game again? Yeah, 48-33. A&M scored 33 points against Miami, and, and they Webb lost that game back. by two scores. Yeah. Two scores. Yep. They got a defensive problem, not a Bobby Petrino problem uh, right now at College a- Station. Absolutely. But the, the eventually the Bobby Petrino problem's coming. So, <laughs> I, I just – now, again, if they were playing Tennessee this week, you'd have to pick them to win. If, if South Carolina was playing Tennessee this week, you'd right. probably have to pick them to win. That's fair. If Kentucky was playing Tennessee this week, you'd probably have to pick them to win. Because I think South Carolina, Texas A&M, Kentucky would all be Florida. It will be Florida later on. Okay, so to your point, South Carolina still is right now the team I look at on the future of the schedule and go, huh. 
you had to see this was coming, and I don't feel even the slightest bit sorry for you. The offensive line is atrocious. Dal, and you know what? Look, Dal Loggins was in a bad hire, and we talked about that easily three weeks on this program. Yep. But Dal Loggins has got to get a little bit of credit for what he's tried to do with this offense with that bad of an offensive line. Wait, so part of it, too, is I, I didn't think they were that bad offensively down the stretch last year, but Spencer Rattler is getting killed. He's 22 of 42, 256. A touchdown, two interceptions when he did make plays for them to jump out to that 14-3 lead at halftime against Georgia. A lot of that was Spencer Rattler using his legs to extend plays and then throwing the football. And I'm glad you brought up the Georgia game in particular because I think some people will hear me say that, that the offensive line is getting killed, and they'll go, well, Ivans, they played Georgia last week. Oh, no, no, no. Oh, no, no, no. They were having issues in the North Carolina game. Who'd they play the week before, Georgia? I'm sorry. My brain doesn't work two weeks in, in reverse. Point being, the cupcake they played between well, yeah, UNC and, and Georgia. And they had a very a very Austin P like Ball State. Ball State. That's Thank you. Was. That Mac opponent they had to cram in <laughs> No, no. There. They, played, they played Furman. Georgia played Ball State. They I'm played, sorry, yeah. Riley, they, thank you. They played Furman. Furman. Yeah, and they had a very, a very Austin P like performance in that game. So, Rattler looked great. Everything else didn't. So the point being. They averaged 2.8 yards a carry against thank you. Furman. Thank you. That's a Dow Loggins problem. But also, there, if he has a better offensive line, maybe you juice that up by, a, by yeah. a yard or two. Yeah. Take a look at traffic outside of Parkside. Hey, where are we? We're at Ted Russell Ford Link and more no huddle on the way next. You know, each and every Thursday on our program, Kevin Simon stops by and joins us for Simon Says. Kevin said something that I think that needs to be highlighted on the program, and if you missed the entire 30-minute set down with the VFL, well, you've got to check out our podcasts and everything that we have available thanks to Heritage Realty through the social medias, at Tyler and Will on the Facebooks and the Instas. Will, to, to cut the fat and get to what Kevin Simon said, he just said, Gentlemen, what are the chances Tennessee's just not that good? Yeah, or not as good as we thought they were going to be. It was the what was what that's he, the actual what, yeah, verbiage. That was the, that was the verbiage that he used. I think that and 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 asking about it, and so you know, he, and Kevin did show his work on that. He said, "Well, you're replacing guys who were five guys that were picked in the first three rounds, and that's going to take a second. And it's not like so unless you're replacing them with better players, how do you expect to, as good or better players? How do you expect Tennessee?" to be as good or better. The one thing that I think, and I, I was Stuart Mandel wrote this, a lot of people wrote, a lot of people thought this. You took guys from scrap heaps that couldn't play anywhere else and that they were the other school that they were at before they transferred in here. And you turned them into stars and you got them to get drafted and you took Byron Young was a scrap heap guy. Jalen High was a scrap heap guy, but it wasn't like he had big time options. Byron Young had a nasty sack for the Rams against yeah. the Niners this week. Cedric Tillman uh, did as well. So um, Cedric Tillman was not a guy that was highly. It was Tennessee or UNLV, right? Yeah. So it, it wasn't like he was a highly sought after guy. So my thought was, I'm taking four or five star guys, a bunch of four star guys, five star, a few five star guys, and I'm putting them into those positions where I got guys from the scrap heap that played at a really high level. If you can develop those players, what can you do with better athletes? And I was wrong so far. And so, now we did say this, because I, I did ask him to qualify it, because we got a lot of people in our mentions, five and seven, six and six, seven and five, and he's like, well, I'm not, they're not going to be that bad. But maybe the, the nine and three, maybe eight and four is, a, is on the table, yeah. is where Tennessee is this year, unless some things improve for them. Micro? 
I think that we've seen and heard too much of, well, Joe isn't Hendon. Or why isn't Joe doing the similar things like Hendon and why this offense isn't running as smoothly with Hendon like it should be with Joe? Is the macro to that maybe, in fact, this Tennessee team just isn't on par or having to replace some of the – look, you brought it up during July and August. Look, Josh Heupel's main goal for the University of Tennessee, Will, is to graduate five and four stars to the NFL and replace them with five and four stars. Become the factory that is Ohio State, Bama, Georgia, Michigan, USC, over and over and over again. Just replace them with great, talented players. Maybe this is that lull of a season of, hey, listen, we've got a big, a huge, important – recruiting class coming you know Matthew some of the other names that are going to be coming in 2024 this is that hiccup that is that lull year we're not there yet we're only 25 percent in the season so I'm not ready to turn in my paper yet but research shows that perhaps maybe we might be heading that direction um maybe so it's it's it that's tough it's hard to do because again there are only so many of those guys and the one thing I said at the beginning of the season too was Josh Heupel is just a 10-1 coach that's what he is all he does is win yeah he was so or at least at that level, right? Yeah. So can you – if that's what Josh Heupel is, why would I expect anything different, especially in a year where you have a bunch of your opponents that made really bad hires at offensive coordinator? And I – and they've lost star players too. Frankly, they lost yeah. more, a lot of them lost more stars than you did. Now, Georgia is what Georgia is because, what, four out of five years they were the number one recruited class in the nation. And they when they weren't, they're still the top three, top four. So Georgia can replace, just reload. But there aren't very many teams that just reload. Who reloads? Georgia, Bama, usually. Uh, Michigan, Ohio State, Clemson had. The, the usual before college the, Before NIL. Yeah, that's in Oklahoma when Lincoln was there. Yeah. So that's it. Um, and, and so it was a matter of can Tennessee step into that realm. And I thought that we'd get on the cusp of that realm and kind of be in that that James Franklin territory, if you will, mm. um, but I did, or or where Lincoln is right now with USC. It, it, I thought they would be in that realm, and it, maybe they end up being in the Dan Lanning Oregon realm, where I think Tennessee eleven wins, eleven wins, then nine wins, then you know what I mean, then ten wins, then eleven wins, then nine wins, eight wins, then so somewhere in that neighborhood. That's still better than you've had around here for a really, really, really long time. That Florida loss is is frustrating. Again, because I don't know that you're going to play that you've played a worse Florida team in a really long time. But you'd like to have that one back. You don't get it back. It's just a matter of now. I I do think we were wrong about the because I mean they're the people at FPI wrote, hey Tennessee might be better, but the schedule, the record probably won't be as good because you are replacing transfer portal guys that were kind of unwanted for with four and four star players I, I just don't think we should look at Tennessee as being better than they were last year so you're hoping to be able to cycle up to be close to that let's keep moving straight to start bench cut as we continue no huddle from Ted Russell Ford Lincoln on Parkside Drive they're not here for the popularity vote they just want to get the question right this is start bench cut on 99.1 the sports animal do you want tickets to see the Vols take on Texas San Antonio this Saturday? We got those details for you coming up next. Riley Thomas back in the Budweiser Studios. Good evening. Evening, fo- fellas. Which Tennessee player the most has to prove this weekend? Joe Milton, Kamal Haddon, or Ollie Lane? Yeah, to me, I'm. 
Man, a lot of this has to do whether or not Cade's available in that matchup. But even if you move Ollie to left guard, still think that he's still got a lot to prove. So for me, I'm going to start Ollie. You know what? No. I'll start Joe Milton. I'm going to bench Ollie Lane. I'm going to cut Kamal Hatton. I think it's the order that you just read it, Riley. I think it's start Milton, bench Hatton, cut Ollie Lane. Because either way, he's probably going to play guard. So... Uh, but you'd like to you'd like to have him a guard, not a center, right now. I don't think he's played poorly, but I think there have been struggles. What is the top storyline in college football nationally right now? Coach uh, Prime and Colorado, Alabama struggles, or the Pac-12 dominating? Start Colorado, and it's the way it's the way you read it. Start Colorado, Coach Prime, bench Bama struggles, and then cut how dominant the Pac-12's been. Hey, look, I'm going to start Coach Prime. I'm going to bench the Pac-12. And I'm going to cut uh, Alabama struggles. Big story, it's Saban. And I think people always overreact with Saban. Did you watch Coach Prime on 60 Minutes? I did not, know. They had to get that They had to get that Nick Saban question in there. Yeah. And, and Deion Sanders good on him. He answered it the right way he was supposed to. Yeah, Deion's, it, dude, man, there's nothing he can't touch, man. He's, he's learning because it it's personal and all that. And now it's, uh, yeah, I just watched some film on Oregon. I got a lot of respect for their coaching staff, even though Dan Lennings cut promos on him the same way Jay Dorbell did. Any, I think the quote was, anytime I'm around Coach Saban when we're doing commercials to mo- together, I just want him to throw me a crumb of knowledge because I'm still growing and I want to learn every day. Caleb Williams continues to be the heavy favorite to be the first quarterback selected next year in the NFL draft. Who will go second? Drake May, J.J. McCarthy, or Shador Sanders? I'm going to start. Seen this? Sanders uh, is skyrocketing. Yeah, I don't think from a draft perspective. I just you know I run an air raid. Draft he's, as he's well. Like, he's like a buck seventy. Uh, I'm going to start Drake May. I'm going to bench JJ McCarthy. I'm going to cut Shadur Sanders. It's, I like Shadur Sanders, but I don't know how well it translates as skinny as he is. I'm going to start Drake May. I'm going to bench Sanders. I'm going to cut JJ McCarthy. I think somebody because of Dion and his relationships in the NFL, they're going to think we can make this guy into an elite quarterback when he gets to the next level. That is. If Shadur continues to hold up his end of the bargain to play at this unconscious level that he is the last three weeks. All right, gentlemen, today is Stephen King's 75th birthday, Bill Murray's 73rd birthday, and Jerry Bruckheimer's 80th birthday. If you could, which of the three would you steal their talent? The writing skills of King, the acting skills of Murray, or the directing skills of Bruckheimer? All right, so this is, I think it's the order you read it. Start the writing skills of Stephen King. If he didn't write horror, that could do, can write anything. And some of his short stories that aren't horror may be the best stuff that he's ever written. So I'm going to start King. I'm going to bench Murray. I'm going to cut Jerry Bruckheimer. I don't remember Jerry Bruckheimer. What did Jerry Bruckheimer do? He did uh, National Treasure. Yeah, I'm good on that. He did. Oh, come on. <laughs> Nick Cage? Look, I'd like to have that money. And it's like, hey, would you like to make he did these something else steaming large. turds? And make all the money, and I would love to say yes. No, no, I will no, no. go he make did something else. Steaming turds. I think he did one of my favorite movies. Pir- did Pirates, of the, do, did he- Pirates of the Caribbean. He did Top oh, Gun Maverick. He did Bad Boys. Bad Boys. That's why I love Bruckheimer. Bad Boys too. <laughs> oh, there it is. Did he do Con Air, or did I get him confused? He did The Rock. The Rock. I thought he did. Con I'm going to be too. honest with you. I dislike almost every movie he's done. I thought he did Con Air too. He did, he did also do Con Air. Some of the nice best shot. movies that I've ever owned Armageddon. on DVD. Yeah. Oh, he did Days of Thunder. Never mind. I will never besmirch that man's name again. Okay, this is easy for me then. I'm going to start Jerry Bruckheimer. I'm going to bench Stephen King. I'm going to cut Bill Murray. I live in a world where I just cut Bill Murray. Why do you hate Bill Murray? I don't. I just love Jerry Bruckheimer because he makes great movies. Uh, yeah. I also compl- Here's the thing. You know why I compliment Jerry Bruckheimer? Because 
he gives his actors, the protagonists, dope names. Tell me a better name than Stanley Goodspeed. That's one of Nick Cage's character names. What was his name in The Rock or in uh, Con Air? I don't remember. No, come on. What's his name? I literally don't know. No, come on. Somebody tell me what I mean, his I name was Con it, Air. But I watched it once and then in and out. It's Cameron Poe. Okay. You have to look Cameron, it up. That, there you go. Cameron Poe. See, these are dope I didn't names. Love that, so I, but I didn't love National Treasure. I didn't love Pirates of the Caribbean movies. I get, can I tell you something that's going to make a lot of people mad to hear this? Pronounce the Caribbean. It's pronounced Caribbean, but it's whatever. Um, no, no, no. You go, you sail to the Caribbean. You watch Pirates of the Caribbean. That's it. Mm-hmm. That's um, it. I don't think that's accurate. I thought Top Gun Maverick was god-awful. <laughs> I thought it was a big steaming turd. <laughs> and I turned it off the second Maverick walks into Ed Harris's office. And the second Eric, the Maverick walks into Ed Harris's office and he says, "You got a lot of balls, I'll tell you that." <laughs> I said, "I'm done. Oh, I don't need. I'm good. I don't need to watch I a movie can't. that has that. Like, if I wanted to watch I The Fast can't. and the Furious, I'll just watch oh. The Fast and the Furious." Uh, it may, you know what? So I got to tell you, it may be fantastic. After that, I turned it off. I have, I have never turned it back on. <laughs> oh wow! This is a movie that has like there has. Oh, everyone loves it. And when I, I say, when I say, I literally not have not it. read or heard a bad review. Until the last forty seconds, that is <laughs> I know everyone says this is great. I I thought what what and it's not the beginning. I mean, it's you know five ten minutes into the movie, and I'm like, this is the stupidest nineteen eighties <laughs> crap I've ever seen without awesome nineteen oh. eighties things. And you, here's the thing, folks, you're gonna. It think may have that, gotten tons better. Guys, it may have gotten tons better. I, there is this guy was gonna go to film school at an Ivy League at NYU. Okay, Might no, as well it's, be it was Columbia. Columbia. Okay, Ivy League school. He was gonna go. To and film I did school. this instead. So I trust apologies. his movie takes. Like there are times where I'm like, hey, Will, should I watch this? And God is my witness. If he says don't watch it, I'm not gonna do it. You have you've lost a lot of credibility with your top <laughs> yeah, I, to take here. I, I look. It, it honestly may be great. I watched like 12 minutes of the movie and then I was like, I don't think so. Hard pass. Like you're not saying Mona Lisa smile. You're not saying chocolate. You're like you're, you're Top Gun Maverick. Yeah, couldn't do it. Mm. Prince of Persia, Sands of Time. Also not a fan. Mm. Wow. Riley Thomas go on. All right, gentlemen. Today is. Oh, we did actually direct these movies. <coughs> so what do you do? Jerry Bruckheimer. Yeah, he directed. Produced, didn't he? Yeah, he produced it. That's what he did. Right. Oh, so he made the money off of it. No, no, no. Start Jerry Brookhunter. That's why he made the movie. You, yeah. you cut Bill Murray. He turns around. He, yeah. I, think, I think he owns the Kraken now. I think yeah. he owns the Seattle team. So, oh, good for him. Uh, does he, though? Maybe I just made that up. I know he's an NHL We just napalmed the entire segment altogether. That, yeah, That's you great, did. though, because that's what you do Thursdays and afternoon drive. All right, gentlemen. Today is World Miniature Golf Day. So let's yeah, start is. bench cut these three activities. Miniature golf, bowling, or axe throwing. Oh. Oh. Start putt-putt? I'm going to bench bowling. I'm going to cut axe throwing. Yeah, I said it. There's some people who think axe throwing is the greatest thing in the world. I, I, I think it's, it's fine. okay. It's fine. It's, there it is. It's fine. It's, it's like playing darts. Like, so fine. if you like darts, you like it. Uh, I'm going to start if you're into it. I will start. I agree. That's the right order. Start miniature right golf, bench bowling. That's the right order. Cut uh, axe throwing. I'm really terrible at bowling, and I want to get better. So that's also why I'm a little interested in it right now. And I'm not bad at axe throwing. All right, guys, last one. Staying on the theme of miniature golf, out of the three of us, who would you put your best putt-putt score, Will, Tyler, or me? I would start mm. – I'm going to start Riley. Riley, you look like the kind of guy that likes – you wear hey dudes. You look, oh, you're yeah. the, probably the kind of guy that's golf guy. Oh, yeah. Ivans and I are not golf guy. Big golf guy. Um, so I'm going to start Riley. I'm going to bench me because I'm not terrible. I'm going to cut you, Ivan. Sorry. <laughs> 
So do you actually want to hear something that might shock you? Ivan's played in the World Little League Golf Championships. <laughs> Miniature Golf Championship. I'm actually – see, how can I say this without it coming off as – but I'm going to do it. Are you awesome at it? I'm actually really good at putt-putts. Okay. Uh, but I hate golf. Oh, okay. Very like, I can't – like, I just – I'm hate, terrible hate at golf. is such a strong word. I just suck at it. But, guys, you don't understand, man. I – I don't care how wacky the courses get, you know, the little, like, bounce off the little bouncy curbs, anything. Like, I, the more challenging, the better. I, I'm here for it. So, I'll start. You know what? I'll still start Riley. I'll bench me. I'll cut Will. Simply because he thinks the Top Gun Maverick is not a good film. <laughs> I, look, I, I'm telling you, I'll, it, it may be great, but the first 12 minutes of it is one of the worst 12 minutes of any movie I've ever seen in my entire life. Oh, wow. It's I'm, awful. Um, it just it's horrid. No, but again, it may get a ton better. It, so I shouldn't say the movie's bad. I just will tell you the first twelve minutes you are definitely gonna have to get past that. If you hear about a traffic accident on Alcoa Highway, that was me swerving into traffic hearing Will say that Top Gun Maverick is an awful movie. <laughs> it was again, I watched twelve minutes of it, and then I was out. Second he said he says that and Aaron Harris says that to him in the office. I was said, Nope, I am good, man. I already watched Folks, this movie the first time when it was called Iron Eagle. If you listen to Tyler and this one Will doesn't even on have Lewis Gossett Jr. I'm going to have to step away for a moment because of the appalling nature of our last segment. I still respect my co-host for one reason and one reason only, and that's because he shops for his shoe wear at New Balance Knoxville. Yeah, New Balance Knoxville, the suburban shopping center, the perfect fit every time. Wide sizes, extra wide sizes. They have them. I uh, I'll Go get the 3D foot test. If you're dealing with any kind of foot issues, ankle issues, plantar fasciitis, I'm telling you, I used to deal with plantar fasciitis all the time. Went to New Balance Knoxville, did the 3D foot test, got the right type of shoe for my foot, got in the right size shoe for my foot, and it has made all the difference. So many different styles they have for you in colorways now for fall, New Balance Knoxville. (sighs) That last segment was absolutely incredible. Chris says, Will West just lost a few points with the entire world. <laughs> uh, that's uh, Here's the thing. It may be great. That first 12 minutes is trash. And I've never taken the time to go back because oh. it's football season now. I'll watch it when football season's over. Hey, Will, guess what's happening right now? I'm looking yep. to our right. Guess yep. what somebody's doing? Yep. Look, look, somebody looks like they're scanning the QR code when they found our ugly mugs on a poster and Will West, there's a sold-out game that's actually taking part in Knoxville, Tennessee, and we've got the last pair for you to be able to ten said game when you swing by Ted Russell Ford Lincoln Parkside. And you know what? Andy White may not be with us today, but Andy White said, boys, you better tell them about how awesome the Broncos are that they have here inside the Parkside showroom. Yeah, look, right now the Broncos have been, for, since the Bronco was has returned, the Bronco has been just gone. When they hit the lot, somebody has already ordered them. People yep. have been waiting for months to get them. But right now they have inventory like they haven't had in a while. The best-selling products in the Broncos, all types, all trim levels, even with the Sasquatch package, they have it right now. At Ted Russell, Ford, Lincoln Parkside Drive, Jake and Nick with a pre-owned patrol. Always available where you can either sell or trade your car for even cash on the spot. And right now the financing incentives are great. Some vehicles at 0%, some at 2.9%, some at 3.9% financing. All where we are today, Ted Russell Ford, Parkside Drive. Uh, I don't know what hurts my heart more. Tennessee's offense or Will West saying that he hates Tom Cruise. I don't hate Tom Cruise. I, a lot Sounds of people like hate, Tom Cruise. hate Tom Cruise. Uh, Ryan says, hey, Will, you're absolutely right. And the movie does not get any better. The fight scenes are ridiculously amateurish. 
They would have been better off taking the uh, fights on the green screen. Every single actor looks like they're getting their butt kicked when they're in the cockpit. Uh, Texter says, Stephen A. Smith thinks that was a stupid take on the Top Gun movie. (laughs) Uh, Let's see. Ethan says, second that take, 100% Top Gun is the worst and so cheesy. Justin says, Will West, the worst take ever. Uh, he makes that he makes that bad take Andy look like John Wilkerson. <laughs> oh, that got a laugh out of Chris. It did. Mercy. It did. From here. And then we got about three drive. people texting, why are we talking about Top Gun in football season? <laughs> well, <laughs> that's what you asked for with Neil Huddle. One of those is my mom. If you get a... I'm just kidding. Oh, gosh. Uh, Matt, I've seen that movie. I agree with Will. Adam, Will's not wrong. Take it up with our complaint department. A lot of people that don't like Top Gun Maverick. Andy.White at Ted Russell Ford. <laughs> <laughs> Parkside Drive. Yes, Josh.Ward at Cumulus.com. If you, you can email me yourself and tell me everything you want to know that you think about Top Gun Maverick. How many people are going to mention me as we hit the reset now here from Parkside? How many people are going to mention me like you did your Joe Milton video? Well, listen here, you sheep who hates Top Gun. <laughs> I know. I people know. still can't get the whole I, Ivan's I West thing out of their head. Who's who? Yeah, Ivan's, you're the worst on everything that I do. We co-host this show together, and hey, even if you don't agree with, us, agree with us, we thank you for listening each and every day. It is Monday through Friday, 3 to 7. Tyler Ivins and Will West here on the flagship station for Tennessee football. Yes, we'll talk Big Orange next. 99.1, you're listening to the Sports Animal. What companies deserve your hard-earned dollar? Which would you want to work for? How can you know if they share your values? Just ask us. Just Capital is a nonprofit that tracks who really means business in supporting workers, customers, communities, the environment, and shareholders. We measure progress, track success, and help them be better. When you see the Just Capital seal, you know what's real, because just business is better business. Visit justcapital.com to learn who makes your dollar count. Movies, TV shows, books, podcasts, and more. It's what women binge with Melissa Joan Hart and her friend Amanda Lee. We have Lauren Bosworth with us. Yay! The Hills. So what is like your number one question from fans? The primary question I still get asked was, what, is it real? <laughs> In 2024, to me, is a surprising question to get because I feel like everybody has been through the reality TV gauntlet at this point. What women binge wherever you listen. it or shoot it we cover it this is tyler and will on 99.1 the sports animal you know recently i did a symposium where somebody asked me what's the most confusing part about your job tyler sometimes people want to talk movies food and birthdays before they want to talk about i don't know the offense defense or sec football in general 
Will West, there are more people right now blowing up our text line on your Top Gun Maverick take than they are yes. Joe Milton's deep ball inabilities through three games I, in Knoxville, Tennessee. I said that I turned off Top Gun Maverick at, at about 12 minutes in at a scene, the scene where he walks in Ed Harris's office, and it's really, really cheesy. Uh, Andrew H. sends us a text and says, I turned it off at that exact moment as well. Mm. Uh, multiple people, Doty came in and told us the same thing, and multiple people are echoing what he said. It starts out cheesy. But if you stick through it, it gets better. It's kind of like Riley Thomas's practice reports. So it started out pretty cheesy for us, Riley. American Outdoor Equipment bringing you the latest Thursday ahead of Tennessee Showdown with Texas San Antonio. Riley, yes, go all Top Gun Maverick on us, if you would, please. I'll do my best, fellas. This UT Football Practice Report is brought to you by American Outdoor Equipment Center in Rockwood. They are a local, family-owned, and operated equipment dealer in East Tennessee, Offering all the tools to get your jobs done, including tractors, zero-turn mowers, lawn equipment, side-by-sides, and more in stock right now. Stop by to see their new TYM tractor line while they're offering 84-month, zero-down, 5% interest on all TYM tractors on the lot. Visit AmericanOutdoorEquipment.com or make the drive to Rockwood and see why American Outdoor Equipment is worth the trip. Today, guys, we talked to Josh Heupel one final time before the UT- UTSA matchup, and he gave a couple of injury updates. Gerald Mincy and Nico Slaughter will both be available on Saturday. Of course, we know Gerald Mincy had those off-the-field issues. He's available. Slaughter was out with an injury last week. He's also available. Cooper Mays, though, is a game-time decision. Mm. When I see 63 jog on the field with the offense, that's when I'll see the offensive line take a step in the right direction. I don't know where you're at on this, but I think there are quite a few people who were stunned to not see him on the field against Florida on Saturday. So I got to ask you, with that injury update, maybe you got nothing on Cooper, but what does some of the other kind of mash units look like for the University of Tennessee? So obviously Keenan Peely is still going to be out with that upper body injury. Outside of the O-line, those are the only two guys that are still kind of banked up right now. Sauter was banked up, obviously, in the secondary. He's presumably going to be back um, this Saturday. Receivers, tight ends, quarterbacks, everybody else is pretty much normally healthy. Of course, last week, Heupel said Dylan Sampson was a bit nicked up. He just didn't play because they weren't happy with the way they rotated, that kind of thing. But I expect Dylan Sampson to play on Saturday and hopefully get a bigger load than what he has the past two weeks. All right, so what what Josh Heupel addressed the pre-snap penalties. What did he attribute the pre-snap penalty issue to? So, of course, he said this. We have been charting at every single practice, and, of course, every single game Wave came here. He, he said, why has transpired the way that it did last week? He doesn't really have an exact reason. He does believe the momentum of the game and that it reset from play to play had a portion to do with that, and he says you can't do that in this game, and that was a point of emphasis in the communication to them this past week. So, of course, we'll see if that's translated from the game on Saturday to practice and back in Neyland Stadium on Saturday against UTSA. What's the advice that Joe Milton's been receiving this week? Because trust me, we're about to get into some stats coming up in hour number four of the program when it comes to just deep ball accuracies. And it seems like right now Joe making good decisions, but the execution still isn't there. Josh Heupel said Joe's got things that he can do better. Of course, play smarter football. And if you do that, you give yourself a chance to uh, smooth the football and score points. But then he said, but the guys around him also have to do things better, too. Uh, He said, at the end of the day, we've been talking about it all day, fellas. If you're a second and 20 all day long, it makes things really difficult. Offensively, they've got to control the controllables, and they can't have a bunch of self-inflicted wounds again. 
What about the tackling? I, mean, I know that we, we talked about what uh, Tim Banks said about tackling earlier in the week. What did Josh Heupels have to say about the tackling issues today? Over the course of the season, it's hard to get those live in-game tackling reps because, of course, you don't want to bring guys down during practice, you know, potentially hurt them before the game starts. But Josh Heupel says you have live tackling sessions and game reps, but the fundamentals of tackling are something you work on every single day. Of course, you talk about where your eyes are, your body position. And you made, they made a point of efficiency emphasis in that this week and they made a point of that being before that too as well so we'll see if that's translated into the roadrunners in neyland stadium hey riley quickly is there any kind of youth like i'm sitting here trying to be all right let's piece together an offensive line let's say the tackles continue to struggle or perhaps maybe the rotation needs to be reshuffled is there anybody young wise that we should be expecting to see on glenn ellerby's uh, i should say out of glenn ellerby's room better said the guys that have been in the rotation, Tyler, they continue to anticipate them to play. Of course, sometimes the flow of the game will dictate that as well. He said the guys that are going to play need to play at a high level. Now those development guys that we have inside of the program have continued to prepare, and they've gotten themselves ready to play at a really high level when they get their opportunity. Of course, they didn't really get a chance to against Austin P. This time against Virginia. So Saturday is hopefully another opportunity for those young guys, freshmen, sophomores, whoever it may be, to get those game reps that Josh Heupel and company have been wanting to get them for the last couple of weeks. Riley Thomas, we appreciate it, brother. Thank you. Will West, if we were a dot on the map of a GPS on a smartphone, where would we be right now? We are, 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 are at Ted Russell Ford Parkside yeah. Drive. Look, Ted Russell Ford Parkside Drive, they, look, they, there are some inventory issues that have happened in the past and a lot of times, especially with the top selling models, specifically Broncos. If a Bronco was built, a Bronco was sold before it was built. And so that's the kind of wedding list you were looking for. Right now, for the very first time, they have all types and trim levels of Broncos on the lot at Ted Russell Ford, even the Sasquatch package. They have that right now. And it, it looked with all the inventory they have. Great special incentive programs on top of that. Some vehicles, 0% financing. Some 2.9, some 3.9% financing. Come by the dealership. View all the different choices that you have because it's not just Broncos. I mean, they yeah. have the Broncos, but they have just an incredible amount of inventory right now at Ted Russell Ford. So if you've been putting off getting that F-150, come see them. Ted Russell Ford, Parkside Drive. I'm taking a peek at this Lincoln Navigator that's right behind me. Yeah, that's oh, a very, 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 very good-looking automobile. Sleek inside the garage, if I do say so myself. Yep. Hey, question. Let me ask, if there's anything that you love more in the world, and I'm not going to make a Top Gun Maverick joke here. <laughs> It might be giving out free food to people, but in particular, we love giving out free wings, especially when our friends at Craven Wings are the ones fronting the bill. $25 gift card, Will West. You want to do it during the Sports Fix at 6? Absolutely. Look, we need two callers right now at 656-9900. It's time to play the Sports Fix at 6. We do it next from Ted Russell Ford, Lincoln Parkside Drive. Hide and see continues over the next 60 minutes. Tyler and Will Afternoons on 99.1, the Sports Animal.
welcome to Talkville, the ultimate Smallville rewatch podcast. Title Transference aired October 27, 2004. Director James Marshall, writers Todd Slavkin, Darren Swimmer. I really like this episode, and I'm surprised that you don't like it as much as you thought you did. I actually respect your opinion more than I respect my own in general. (laughs) (laughs) When you say things are good and I check them out, they are. Jump in now or catch up on any of the past seasons of Talkville on YouTube or wherever you listen. 